This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. Hi, this is Dr. Kate, and this is the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about um, when you get going to your doctor and you're getting things evaluated, what kind of questions to ask, when to get a second opinion, those kind of things. So for my own health journey, I recently had, I went in for the first time in a very long time to go to the PCP to just get assessed fully, which I haven't done in a long time. I do my um, gynecology yearly appointments. I do my dermatology yearly appointments because I have a history with that and I'm very good with that and not so good with PCP appointments. Um, cause often I, I don't have a lot of issues. And when I went in college and grad school, I felt like they didn't do a ton and it wouldn't benefit me, but I wanted to get some blood work done and I was having some fatigue and I wanted to know if it was just cause of my schedule and lack of sleep with my kids and that kind of stuff or, something else just to rule it out. So I went in, they, you know, don't do a ton of like physical touch kind of exam, um, but they did palpate my thyroid. It's one of their things, listen to your lungs and that kind of thing. And he ordered um, a thyroid panel uh, and, and then just some general blood work. Um, and all of that came back perfectly normal. Um, and I was kind of interested when I had gotten those results back within the day, it was super quick. Um, but I was not super satisfied with that. I didn't think it was a, you know, a broad look at all the different things that might cause fatigue. So I happened to have my gynecology yearly visit that very Monday. So the nurse practitioner was really um, good about ordering some things that I asked for, some hormone levels and stress levels. You know, if you're saying that your job and your stuff is very stressful and they, you know, don't test some of those stress hormones and that kind of thing, I feel like um, it could miss the mark a bit. And when she palpated my thyroid, she found a lump in it. So just as an FYI, you know, doctors are humans, they can miss things. I know I've missed things in practice and, you know, it's, and, and that goes for tests as well. Um, I saw us forget where I saw it, but a study where they did, they did an M- 10 MRIs of the same person and had different radiologists read them and they were each one was different. So, you know, people, I think, think that these tests like MRIs and x-rays are this gold standard cut and dry. I have this herniation here. 
black and white. It medicine is so much grayer than I think we give it. We would like to believe because you'd like to get that. I don't have this, or oh, I finally have this diagnosis. When it might be different if you just had somebody else do it, or especially with MRIs, you know, depending on the amount of slices they take, they take these little pictures and slices. Um, it could show, you know, miss something completely depending on where the slice is taken. So just something to keep in mind that we shouldn't be so dependent on imaging when it's so variable. Um, and then with, like with the, with the palpating of the thyroid, how three days later, one doctor found it and one doctor didn't. And it's not a little lump. It's an inch, an inch in diameter lump. So, um, she ordered me more blood work and, um, way more comprehensive. Uh, and all of that came back normal except for barely their testosterone. And, you know, if you don't know anything about hormones, you might be like, why would you want or need testosterone? But women need testosterone too. It's very vital. And like some of the things with low testosterone would be, you know, fatigue and anxiety, you know, uh, weight gain, all these different things that I was having issues with. And, you know, they couldn't really give me in the, at the OBGYN office, they couldn't give me a very good description of why is that happening? Um, you know, because all my other hormone levels were fine and not premenopausal or anything like that. So it they sent me to an endocrinologist and got me an ultrasound of my thyroid. I uh, went to the endocrinologist and they didn't really, they kind of put it off and were like, oh, your testosterone is, you know, you could look into the functional medicine doctors that do bioidentical hormones, but there's all these poor side effects of, of that. So, you know, you definitely, I mean, I wouldn't want that. Um, so that led me to seek out a, another functional medicine doctor actually in Titusville, which if you're a local listening to this, um, I thought that was pretty interesting because it's, you know, a small neighboring town and he seemed, uh, like had much better options, not involving bioidentical hormones, but seeing what, pathways because different hormones could get converted to different things. So what is it, what is my testosterone getting converted to that it's disappearing or that kind of stuff. Um, so just a, a, like a, not a like, Oh, live with it kind of answer uh, more of let's figure out how to fix it from the root cause or like what might be missing that is causing this imbalance. Um, so that was, a totally different look at it. So if you weren't super persistent, which I think is how I would <laughs> classify myself. Like I don't, if I don't like your answer, if I don't think it's complete enough, I'm not just going to be like, okay, I just, I am a pusher, I suppose. So I encourage you to be a pusher because 
you you don't have to settle for the answer that you got if it's just go deal with it, which is kind of like the women's health end of stuff, like where people are leaking and not able to run anymore and not able to jump on the trampoline. They just you just kind of say, oh, I'm going to deal with it to me. That's not a satisfactory answer. And I would keep pushing until I found what I was looking for. Um, and with the thyroid aspect of things, um, they found in the ultrasound, they saw a need for a biopsy. The biopsy showed a need for molecular um analysis of that sample. And the wild thing to me is that I talked to the endocrinologist, she saw it, and I was obviously not with the grading of my thyroid. It was in the past time frame, they would just take your thyroid out. <laughs> it was like, uh, I'm not great with um, all of the endocrine system. I mean, I learned it all and learned all about that in school, but I don't put it into practice. And if you don't use it, you lose it. But I know that it is very important and I know you can live without it and you can take Synthroid and I have a ton of patients on Synthroid, but I have a ton of patients on Synthroid without their thyroid that struggle with a lot of crappy symptoms. So the wild thing is, is that you can have it just removed but you could also ask for um, molecular testing. And she knew my position on, oh, that sounds, can we save any of it? Can we um, do something because of the vital role it plays in your body? And who knows if I'm going to be one of the people that responds well to Synthroid. There's lots of people that don't. And um so she asked me if I wanted to have it sent out for molecular testing because they don't, they already have the sample out there, but they don't do it as a rule. And I thought that's so crazy that they wouldn't just automatically test that sample more to avoid a surgery, which costs money. And then a lifetime of um, meds that, cost money. So ask your doctor, don't just, I would always ask for a second opinion, ask for further testing because they might have the resources to do it. It just might not be what is standard. And sometimes that standard is not the best. So um, waiting for the molecular testing, we'll just see what it says. I'd like to save some of my thyroid because um, I've, I've seen the repercussions and I don't, I don't know that the people taking them out, <laughs> um, I know that they want to err on the side of caution and they don't want you to have cancer. And I totally 100% agree, but I feel like taking out an organ is is definitely a last option um, in talking with my PCP about the whole thing. Cause I actually did go back so he could feel it just for clinical reference. I wanted him to see, see what he missed and see what it felt like. So, so that um, 
he could catch it on the next time. And he was really great about it. And he's a young doctor and I'm glad I went back in, but he <laughs> was saying, Oh, it's not a big deal. If you have thyroid cancer, you can just get it removed and we'll give you a Synthroid. And, and I just know from treating a lot of people with different uh, autoimmune issues and a lot of issues with their thyroid that they have a lot of repercussions with that. And I like to avoid it if possible. So what's important to one person or your doctor versus you might not match up or align. And you should always, always get a second opinion, whether it's on your, um, if you want more labs taken for your blood work, or if you have a a disc issue and you're thinking about surgery, always get two opinions to see. And they'll probably, you know, if they both line up, great, then you know which way you're going to go. But if they're two very different styles, then you can evaluate and see what works best for you. I already have um, appointments set up with two ENTs um, once I get the molecular results to see which path I like better which one is going to, you know, take into consideration the things that I value and that kind of stuff. So just that little spiel on how medicine is not black and white. It is so gray and you really have to be a pusher to get the answers you want, not because doctors are bad or anything like that, but, um, you know, they, they see through a certain lens and they're, you know, set towards one way. And just you, if you want to see all the options and they're busy, um, so advocate for yourself. You will appreciate it in the long run. If you have any questions or anything like that, let me know. And I will be, <laughs> this has all made me decide that I want to, educate myself better in hormones levels and all that kind of stuff. I think it intimately ties into your pelvic floor health. I've in a bunch of different courses I've taken on pelvic floor health, the levels of hormone and hormones and the, um, the tonicity, the blood flow to the, the pelvic floor, those muscles and everything like that is all affected by that. So it, it definitely needs to be this, all-encompassing approach. And I feel like hormones are like totally disregarded, not totally disregarded, but often um, not given as much uh, attention as they should be. So if I can't find the good answers that I want, then I will just have to find them myself. But all right, have a good day. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.